Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 75. In this episode, we'll give you a giant-sized rules forum update, our hidden gem, the Uncommon Collector, and wrap it all up with our predictions for the next round of the WKOs. So let's kick it off with our giant-sized rules forum update. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J, and that means one thing. A rules forum update. That's right. And this isn't just some quick five-minute rules forum update because we got a crap ton of new rulings. Yeah. I'm super excited Yeah, Yeah, Wiz, Wiz Kids essentially just took Jared out on a date and they did not skimp out on the... No, on the they went They went all... We went all <laughs> yep. the way. So if you guys have not heard of the Wiz Kids rules forum, um, you can always find that at win.wizkids.com forward slash BB. That is between that and the keyword page are probably your two main pages to get the most up-to-date keyword rulings and regular rulings um and you'll see a lot of people refer to it as the what is it wkrf yeah yeah, yeah. sounds like a radio station <laughs> wkrf really does. go by <laughs> with your rules um so they posted a whole bunch of them and so instead of having a mini segment this is going to be a whole segment so everybody kind of hunker down and get ready for some rules so let's uh start with the first one i have on our list which is the most recently updated um and then they all go in chronological order for some reason after that. But okay. Uh, <laughs> so the, the question is about the new Boom Boom time bomb. And so the, her ability is while Boom Boom is active, when you use a basic action die, it deals two damage to target opponent or character die. The question is, does Boom Boom or the action die deal the two damage? Um, and then the answer from the WizKids rule forum is they mention it in, parenth- in uh, quotation marks is the basic action die. So it's the basic action die that deals the damage. Yeah, so if, for instance, you were using uh, Magic Missile with Boom Boom, Magic Missile would be dealing four damage, or if you dealt two damage to a character and then had the other two damage, and then the other two damage would be dealt to your opponent, that's all coming from the action die itself. Yeah, and so why is this kind of a relevant ruling? So it's relevant for things that stop damage coming from a single source. So Super Rare Ronin, for instance... If you wanted to, you could have him absorb all four of the damage instead of just two from the action die and then two from boom, boom. Yeah, it's all so one you, source. You can stop all of it. So exactly. That's great. All right. So the next one, this one was kind of a big one because it was ruled a little bit differently um, at a tournament. So it's dark side erasure global. Um, and the question, so the global for that one says pay one energy, move a die from your prep area to your use pile. Then draw a die from your bag and add it to your prep area. So the question is, I have a spare energy in my reserve pool, and my prep area is currently empty. Can I use it so I have no dice in the prep area? Um, so I have no dice in the prep area to be moved to used, and then draw a die, add it to the prep area, or the inability to fulfill the first part prevents me from using it altogether. Yeah. So the ruling is essentially that the first half of that. Uh, so it says pay one move a die from your prep area to your used pile, that part right there is considered the cost. Mm -hmm. And then everything after that is the benefit of the global. So you can kind of refer to the rule, the rules book. Um, It says anytime that something has two abilities and one would be detriment and the first half would be detrimental to you, that's typically a cost. So that's what it is going on here. There was some, uh, there was a discussion going on on one of the Facebook pages as this ruling was coming out, mm-hmm. and I was kind of participating in that a little bit and monitoring it, 
And uh, it was kind of interesting the timing of when this rule ruling came yeah, out. Yeah, and it, it's this is a good time to remind people because this was ruled the opposite way at um, was it World to Nationals yeah. last year, where you could do it if you didn't have anything in your prep area. So this is a good time to reiterate that even at official events, they may have ruled it one way or the other. Until it hits the rules forum, it's not an official ruling. Exactly. And judges are always, you know, under stress yeah. in stressful situations. They have to make on-the-fly decisions. And make they sure don't. everything's moving smoothly and stuff. So they yeah. have, you know... They don't have the, the time to really think these things through 100% and come out with the definite answer. So sometimes yeah. judges get things get things wrong, and it's not a knock on them or anything. It's just the nature of the yeah. job. Yeah. Um, and then so a little related to the, to the Dark Side Global was the Beholder Lesser Aberration one. They actually overturned one of their old rulings... Um, where it was that the spinning up and down were not part or that that was the ability it wasn't the cost right yeah. um so they've they've re, they've errated it so the prior ruling regarding polymorph global ability is reversed spinning down one of your character dice is part of the cost of the global ability which i think actually makes it fall in line with the rule book where it says something detrimental cuz usually spinning down is some is a detrimental effect yeah that ruling had been out for a while and it was kind of confusing the way interactions work i think that then overturning that ruling and saying that first half is a cost really makes things more consistent and it'll be easier to determine in the future if something is a cost or a benefit. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go on to some more cards. So this one's the Hellfire Club, members only. So the ability of that says, if you control the character dice with the highest attack, KO all other character dice. So the questions, there's this is a four-part question. What happens if, number one, my opponent has a character die with an attack equal to my highest attack character die? Number two, I have two character dice, different characters with the highest attack. Number three, I have two character dice, same character with the highest attack. Or number four, and number four, I have a sidekick with one attack in the field and my opponent has a character die with two attack in the field zone. Would Hellfire go out of play with no effect or would I not be able to use it knowing that I don't have the character die with the highest attack? So the answers are no, yes, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, for, so for the first part is if you and your opponent have the same attack number, so say they're both five attack on a character, nothing happens, no character die would be KO'd. Um, for the, the character dies, if you have the same one, regardless of if it's the same character or different character, so you have two five attack characters, um, you would pick one of the two character dies, then KO the other character dies. So it's kind of the... Highlander situation. Yeah. There only can be one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is if you don't have the highest attack, you can't use Hellfire Club. So yeah. say if you had a storm or something, well, storm's only basic action, but say if you had something like a boom boom where you or something that where you can use the, your actions and it would boost it up, um, that's not going to work for that. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of don't understand the difference between the first one and the last one. Because it seems like in both of those situations, you don't have the character with the highest attack, so you shouldn't be able to use the action die in either situation. Mm -hmm. um, but still, nothing would happen if you did use the action die. Yeah. Okay, and then so next one, this this was an interesting one that... Um, should we say this? Okay, so so there's this morph. It's a shout-out to us. <laughs> this is our card, our mascot, until the until the Tomb of Annihilation set comes out. Then there's another one in there that does something that's almost identical. <laughs> then that will also be our mascot. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're just going to have 100. <laughs> like, eventually, every card that has a double burst on is going to be a mascot. But So the question was, morph change of heart states, when fielded, choose the basic action card. When morph attacks, use the double burst, ver double burst version of its effect. 
So the question, there's three questions. Does Morph Morph's choice last beyond the initial first turn? Initial turn when it's fielded. Can separate morph dice choose different basic action cards? And the last one, if the chosen basic action card has no double burst effect, does morph still use its base effect? All right. So for the first one, uh, does morph's choice last beyond the initial turn he's fielded? Yes, the choice persists past the turn in which he is fielded. This also applies to choosing character dice for morph the comedy of tragedy and mimic borrowed talent and mimic the big M. So there's a few different cards in the, from the X-Men set that copy things when they're fielded, mm -hmm. but don't say that they continue copying afterwards. This ruling simply clears up the fact that whatever you yeah. name when you field it, that sticks around yeah. until the die leaves the field yeah. or until you field a different mm -hmm. die and pick something yeah, else. Yeah, which is good because then now the, all these cards fall in line with all the older cards where they would have some kind of text where it says until you feel the next one or yeah, something like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. And the second one we kind of answered there, can separate morph dice choose different basic action cards? No. Once you field a new morph, you are replacing your original decision so that all the morphs in the field have to be using the same action die effect. And then those apply to all the other cards that we yes, mentioned Yes, yes, all the yeah. other cards, that's the same. <laughs> um, and then the last one, if the chosen basic action has no double burst effect, can morph use it? The answer is no. You have to be using a basic action card that has a, a double burst effect specifically. In that case you would use the entire ability and whatever the double burst says. So that's yeah. how they ruled Morph. Yeah. I, I like it because then it doesn't make this card super overpowered. Yeah, I played against it. you, and <laughs> yeah. you were using Cloud Kill with it, and man, it was that's, that's, too good. I felt dirty doing it. I'm not yeah. even going to lie. I just yeah, like, for oh. real. <laughs> no, that's so glad that yep. they ruled that way. Okay, all right. So now to a card that you were using against me while we are playing that, playing that match. It's the X-Men First Class Common Blob Crash Diet. So the question is, what exactly happens when I field a second blob die? Because blob says, when fielded, capture all your opponent's sidekick die until another blob is fielded. Um, so the, the three options they had presented was, all sidekicks are released, nothing is captured. All sidekicks released, and then all the old plus new ones are captured by the new blob. Or three, new sidekicks captured, and then old sidekicks are released back to the owner. So this card is way better than I thought it was, because... If you field a blob and do what I did to you and capture four sidekicks and then you field some more sidekicks and then I field another blob, I keep, I get to take the four sidekicks I already took, all the ones that you have in your field and put them under the new blob die. So you take all the previously captured ones and you add it to all the ones you're capturing that turn. Yeah. Thanks, so for, thanks for thinning my bag, by the way, in that match. Yeah, that's that. that was the problem. If I'd have known, I could just field <laughs> another one and eventually have all eight of your sidekicks under there. I would have done that. <laughs> but you only took half of them, and that just made my bag the nice size. <laughs> so Whatever. All right. So the next one is Mimic, Borrowed Talent. So the question, because um, Mimic's ability, I don't have the ability written here. Um, it's when fielded, you name a die, and then every time, or you name a character copy die. Copy the printed attack and defense of target character die. When a copy of that character die is fielded, draw two dice from your bag and prep them. Prep it. Yeah. So the question is, can Mimic target a sidekick die? And number two, if Mimic can target a sidekick die, does it trigger when your sidekick die is fielded or when either you or your opponent field a sidekick die? Yeah, so Mimic can absolutely name a sidekick. However, when you name a sidekick, you have to either name your own sidekicks or your opponent's sidekicks. So if I name my sidekicks, whenever I field a sidekick, I would prep two dice. But if my opponent fielded a sidekick, I would not prep two dice. It's kind of... Interesting because it clarifies the fact that my sidekicks are mine, your sidekicks are yours, and they're separate 
characters the way that if I had, yeah, for so, instance, so a it's Doctor, it's Doctor J's sidekicks. If it had a character card name, that would be Doctor J's sidekicks, and mine would be. KT's or it would be like if I brought a Quicksilver to the game and you brought a Quicksilver to the game. My, you know, my Quicksilvers are mine and yours are yours. They're separate. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the sidekicks. Mine are mine and yours are yours. And I I like how they ruled it that way because it brings it again in line with previous rulings where they've said if both of us had a Batman or something, they're different Batman. Yeah, if it were all of them too, you could kill your opponent with bag burn by fielding sidekicks and forcing them to prep all their dice. You really just want to win a game with bag burn. Oh, I want to so bad. (laughs) Someday I'll be able to do that. All right, so our next one is with the Rare Collector. So the the Rare Collector says, while the Collector is active, once per turn, you may pay the purchase cost of target unpurchased character die minus two to a minimum of one. If you do, field that character die at level one, return that die to the owner's card at the end of the turn, or when it leaves the field zone. So this card costs two less than it should and needs a fielding cost of four to justify this <laughs> yeah. incredibly and, strong card. Yeah, and, and the question is, the text, returning that card die to the owner's card implies that one could target an opponent's character die. Does that does the collector allow you to target your opponent's characters? Yes, your the collector does allow you to you to purchase your opponent's dice and field them that turn. Uh, additionally, when using the ability, you must still satisfy any energy type requirements that would be associated with purchasing the die. Also, you may use this ability at any time as though you could use a global ability. So, Although once per turn. So you can't yeah, just Yeah, yeah, once per turn. Energy. But that's still once on your turn and once on your opponent's turn. So if you save the energy, really it's just one. You can buy and field a three-cost character, and it can be your opponent's. There's so much you can do there. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be shrieking or blobbing or whatever that co- that die every time I play against yeah. it. And, and the ni- the nice thing is, you know, I know some people wish you had could have more than eight characters. There you go. You got sixteen character. You got fifteen characters now. If you don't count the collector, thank you on your team. Yeah. Why you, <laughs> can you just go to an event? <laughs> With one with the collector, that's all you need on your team. The collector, and I'll just use yours the whole time. See if you can win with just one, just card, one card on your team. Because technically, you could do that. Yeah, I think I don't think there's anything saying you have to have. Because you can have up to eight characters. You up don't to have eight, eight characters. You don't have to have. A, yeah, exactly. All right. So the the next one is with the nowhere, um, and who, I can't remember whoever put this card on, but there's never a stupid question. So. But he started his his question was this might be a stupid question, um, but the card nowhere history shrouded in mystery, which says you can swap a die from your use pile or field zone for an unpurchased die costing costing one more. The first question is whether I could swap a three cost character for an unpurchased four cost character that says you can only pay for it with one of each energy. So the the what ifs and, and the, the white lanterns, white, yeah, white lanterns. Um, with no question marks. And then the second is, can I swap it for one of my opponent's unpurchased characters? Thanks. You can absolutely use it with the what ifs and the, and the white lanterns. So the, all, all it is at, all it is requiring is a purchase cost of one more. So three, you can use it to get a four cost. It doesn't matter what energy types, anything like that. You can do it. You cannot use it on your opponent's uh, unpurchased dice though. You can only use it on yours. Which is good yeah. because it would be stupid if you could permanently purchase your <laughs> just opponent's un- dice, unbuy your opponent's yeah. stuff. Just, <laughs> oh man, that's great! All right, um, so here the next one is this one was a this man. I this I swear, like you're playing with fire when you play with this card. So the question is about the kiln or the kylan, as I said. The kylan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I have two the the kiln. Um, 
pangalactic prison on the field, does it now cost two more to purchase character die, or is it like the while active and can't be stacked? Um, and then if you guys don't remember its ability, it's continuous players must spend one more to purchase each character die for every character die in their field zone. Um, so the the ruling was that it stacks. So if you have two of them, it's going to be a plus two in terms of co- um, cost to purchase everything for however many characters they have in their field zone. Yeah, so it it does stack, and that was, you know, it makes it a really really powerful card. But it's really dangerous because it applies to you too, right? Unless you got a team that doesn't have character <laughs> dice, right? Who would ever kind do of that? A nod to Ken there because he <laughs> wanted to make a no character dice action team using the satchel to win, which would have totally been viable. With if, with a Scarlet Witch hadn't come out in the X Men set, and yeah, pretty much if X Men didn't come out, now it's almost not viable at all. So, <laughs> all right, so for the next one, this is uh oh man, whoever plays this character, Iron Fist, stupid versus stupid Storm people and- who have cards that are expensive and nobody can get anymore <laughs> versus Storm and Cosmic Cube. So the question is, I have a question about Iron Fist the Immortal and how it interacts with Cosmic Cube ener- energy of the Beyonders and Storm Extra Lightning. So Iron Fist's ability. Um, is when, well the one that the one that I, Russ always forgets, which is weird. Um, reads while Iron Fist is active, reduce the damage from opposing character abilities by one. Um, and then Storm is while Storm is active, when you use an action die, deal one damage to target opponent or target character die. And Cosmic Cube, whenever an action die or a character ability deals with the damages turn, increase that by two. So the question is, if I have Iron Fist active on, and my opponent uses a Cosmic Cube. While Storm is active, which normally would deal three damage since Cosmic Cubes before Storm triggers, which of the following happens? So number one, Iron Fist prevents one of these three da- one of the three damage dealt by Cosmic Cube, Storm and Cosmic Cube, so it ends up being two. Since Iron Fist prevents Storm's damage, which would be one, right? Cosmic Cube would not meet the condition for it to trigger, na- namely the character ability or action um, deals damage, so I take zero damage. Um, and then how did they rule this? So they ruled that uh, basically the cube increases the damage, meaning that instead of you taking one damage plus two on top of it, it's just three damage. So it's not one plus two. So if you didn't take the damage, then you wouldn't take the rest of it. You know, it's three damage and you're reducing it by one. So it's two damage. So with the, the cube, it's really, really strong. Yep. And, uh, and then in a similar vein, the, the, they ask, there's a question with the rare Nightwing that goes with that, too. So the Nightwing is, when Nightwing attacks, deal four damage divided as you would choose among four target character die. So the question is, assume you use the Q prior to attacking, would Nightwing's target ability deal two extra points per individual die character target or six divided as the player chooses? Uh, yeah, so it's um, two per. So So if you had split it to four different characters, it'd be doing three each right yes exactly kind of gross yep um, really good and i'm really strong and you can kind of extend that to uh babs also or, yeah. or, or, <laughs> dude imagine how dirty this would be with the hulk green goliath five five to, <laughs> five to the entire field it's like, i'm so glad there was a rotation <laughs> rotation makes me love this game so much yeah. all right so for the next one dupe Lights, camera, action. So the question in Dupe's ability is when Dupe is KO'd, capture target opponent character die until the start of your next turn. The question is where does the captured die go? What, what, um, what die maintains a capture effect? This is a valid question because prior to this, the other KO'd that would capture 
was Scarecrow, and it specifically said the Scarecrow die is capturing it. This one, it doesn't mention anything. So I don't think this is a valid question because I don't like dupe, and people shouldn't play with dupe. And that's been my position since this set came out, and I'll continue to push it. But if we have to absolutely <laughs> talk about dupe, uh, it just says you can use anything to track what's capturing the die, where it is. You can put it on dupe's card or whatever. Basically, it's not necessarily a die that's capturing it. It's just you have captured it, and it's in this yeah. you nexus just mark it captured, otherly dimension yeah. until it comes back. Yeah, or, or they like to call it dupe world. The phantom zone. Oh, yeah, dupe world. <laughs> dupe world. The phantom zone. We're not yeah. calling it dupe world. Okay, but yeah, essentially all they're saying is market captured because at the end of the turn, it's coming back anyway, so let's not co- overcomplicate this. Right? So you people out there who like to make those little tokens or whatever, like the stun tokens and stuff you can make a captured token and you can set the dice on top of that there's a good Ooh. business idea down the road send, send send all your royalties to double burst at ktdata.net i'll make sure dr j gets some or just just I'm credit gonna, me I'm for gonna, the I'm, idea I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna feed you in taco bell with all the royalties we get you couldn't you couldn't get enough money to feed me with taco bell i'm not gonna be full i could make you go broke if you bought me taco I bell could, i could buy you like one taco every like two years all right and then so last but not least is the scarlet witch um careful what you wish for so her ability is while scarlet witch is active during your opponent's roll and re-roll step your opponent must re-roll any action die that land on the action face and cannot re-roll any action dice on energy faces so the question is this intended to work like black cat possessive from the spider-man maximum carnage team pack your opponent must choose to roll, or do I have to keep roll, re-rolling action faces after my second roll indefinitely until I get an energy face? Yeah, this was a good question because I didn't even think about this because the black cat would make you do that. You re-roll your question marks and you roll a question mark, you just have to re-roll it until you don't get one. No, this one just says, after your first roll, if you rolled an action die on an action face, you have to roll it during your re-roll step and hopefully get the action again otherwise it's energy and you're you're stuck with it yeah i don't even get to the re-roll step when i'm (laughs) the scarlet which is so good every time i've played with it or seen it played it just (laughs) punishes those action dice so bad like i think russ was playing with against zach and Zach got like one out of like twelve rolls to roll the action die twice in a row. At least to be he got. Able to use at least it. he got one. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still going zero for however many times. Nothing's I've more like disappointing that. than when she's in the field and you roll three action dice and they all hit energy the first time. And you're just like, oh, dang. Yeah, that's normal for me. <laughs> uh, I just buy more action dice so I can get more disappointed. There you um, go. All right, so those are all our rulings that we have. Um, how do you feel after this? This rules. I feel pretty explosion. good about it. Actually, Russ sent me a message here telling me that there was actually a slight change on the collector ruling. Oh. Uh, the, originally, when they posted it, they said that the collector worked as a purchase, but they have removed that text from the oh, ruling. Oh, yeah. They, they ha- uh, yeah. So originally said, yes, the collector's ability is a purchase. Yeah. Now they, it no longer they, they is. They changed it. You must pay the purchase cot, right? No, they changed or, it to they, select. They changed yeah. it to select. Okay. So um, that means that I don't think he's affected by things that increase purchase costs like the kiln. So Okay, yep. So, yeah. Even more stronger than he was before. Yeah. And yes, I said more stronger. Yeah. Little ninja edit by WizKids there because these rules are like they, they dropped on the night we recorded. So I appreciate that, WizKids. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, again, if you guys want to go check that out because I know those were a lot of rulings and you're probably just going, why is this guy droning on some more? Check out win.wizkids.com forward slash BB, B as in boy, and you can find all the rulings and 
the modern lists and everything there too. Is that how people feel during my rule segments? They tune no. us out and they think we're droning. No, on. they're not talking about you. They're talking about me. <laughs> oh, it's There's, you. It's me. It's always oh, it's me. You. So they, I mean, I mean Kevin's so yeah. nice. If I, if I, my ego, like if that. I wasn't here, everybody be celebrating. So <laughs> yeah. all right, Dr. J, thank you so much. We will have you back in a second. Awesome. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. J. How you doing? Amazing. Yeah, and we got we found this guy over here. How, how you doing, Russ? Good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're talking about our hidden gem, which is the collector, but it's not the collector that we were talking about in our rule segment. That wouldn't be a hidden yeah. gem. Yeah. Ever. Th- th- this one is the uncommon. It's pretty right? hidden. I don't the think uncommon. anyone's playing the rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so this is the uncommon collector. Maybe people haven't even heard of that rare. <laughs> It's every other post on Facebook is, oh, that could work really well with the collector. And it's every other sentence out of Russ's mouth is, oh, that could work really well yeah. with the collector. All right. So, but we're not talking about that one. We're no, we're about, not. We're talking about the uncommon one. And it's the power primordial. I can't, what is his energy? Mask. Mask. So it's six cost mask. And it says, when fielded, you and target opponent select one of your unpurchased dice, choose one, and then place the selected die in your use pile, remove the other die from the game. So you take two dice, I pick one, you pick one, and then you throw one out. This is like an improved limited wish and that's why jared likes it it is so improved <laughs> this is actually really funny i had an awesome game in our guardians league with this card in in the final thing so what happened was i i used this and i used nowhere and i had the uncommon thanos and i also had i think it was misdirection and i used the cosmic cube that lets me turn my bag and i got the collector nowhere and misdirection all in the same turn rolled them all I fielded the collector, picked Thanos. My opponent picked Thanos, so I put it in my used pile. Then I used Misdirection to put it in <laughs> to the field on level three for some of one of my other characters. And then I used Misdirection. No, I used I used uh, Nowhere to swap my collector for another Thanos. <laughs> so in one turn, I went from zero Thanoses to two in the field at the same and one, time. And one in the Twilight Zone. No, right? And oh yeah, and one and one was removed from the game. Yeah, <laughs> and glad that it wasn't Age of Ultron unblockable Thanos. Oh, that would, <laughs> would just be disgusting. Been so good, but he's an eight cost, so I couldn't do that. But yeah, so this collector is actually really, really fun to play with. Um, he lets you purchase any, not purchase. He lets you get any die that you want. The downside is you have to get rid of a die, so you have to be smart when you are. Picking your dice counts at the beginning before you so start playing the game. So you're saying I shouldn't build a whole team with super rares that only have max one die? Absolutely. Because <laughs> somebody will pick your super rare and that will be gone from the game. Um, I've, I have had that happen before. It's bit me it's bit me in the backside a couple of times because I'm like, okay, I want my Thanos. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to pick that one other die that you have, like my Madam Web or something. And I'm like, oh, but I kind of wanted that one. And so I have to make a decision. Do I want to put Thanos in the East pile or the other one? And then inevitably I always pick Thanos because he's so awesome and so much better than any other card on my team. I'm, I'm just checking. You don't work for the guy, right? For Thanos? Yeah. Just, just. I mean, I don't see the benefit of working for Thanos. <laughs> But you seem to be, you know, helping him out a lot. I freaking you know? love Thanos. Like all the <laughs> Thanos cards in this game, like it was it was me playing against Russ with the Thanos from Age of Ultron that made me so happy to play with the Thanos <laughs> from this set. I lost I can't even remember how many games I've lost with you just like, well, that's a terrible roll. All right, unblockable Thanos. <laughs> I've done that with this one too. <laughs> but the problem always was like it's so hard to get from that from that six cost to that seven cost jump and especially where ramp is so much more limited now 
I mean, it's well, easy to chalkboard a character. Yeah, before Men, X-Men. Mimic kind of shifts that again. Yeah, but the, then you have to have Mimic, and you have to have that all dedicated to your ramp. I don't know that it's worth it. I like I like the nowhere route and nowhering up from a 4 to a 5 to a 6 to a 7 cost I character. do love that, except for now we've got this thing to deal with with that with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but I really do like the Collector because if you can get a system going where you field him it's and then so you can good knock you him can, out and then you can field him less again. And then field like your Thanos. Yeah, but the great thing is with this one, you don't have to pay anything at all <laughs> and you get the character permanently. <laughs> so it's so but much better. But you don't want it permanently. You do want it let permanently. you run lean and I don't have to put no, the dice through this the is bag. why you play this collector with characters with wild active abilities that are just punishing to your opponent. Like, um, oh man, why can't I like remember? Like Thanos. So punishing. It's interesting, though, what I like about all these collectors. Harley this is a fun... Is Harley Quinn on your team? You could use and it. this is a fun you, collector. This is a good collector. Yes. This is, So all the collectors really impact the game in the sense of dice count. Like, especially yeah. the way they've ruled on the rare collector. Yeah, you can't just play with one anymore, You can't anymore, just right? be like... Well, you, I... I don't think I'm ever going to run with 20 dice in a competitive event because it's such a you're, you're, an you're issue almost, you're of giving your opponent, opponent extra dice. dice. They have more than right? 20. You just want very lean dice so that if they have a collector, I can purchase my dice, and then they're, they can't sit there and use it against me. Yeah, this collector's kind of works the other way, though. Right, because you before, want, like, four Thanos so that you can get, yeah, make exactly. sure you get him. Before... before uh, before I started playing with this collector, I would almost try to build my teams with 18 or 19 dice on it because it kind of throws your opponent. It can throw your opponent off sometimes, especially in highly competitive events where they sit there and they count your dice and they think, oh, I'm only coming to 19. He must have something in his bag that I don't know about. And it throws your opponent off. You, you only had 19 dice to start with instead of 20. So I used to play like that. But with this collector, I have to play with 20 because I've had games where I have had to put up to four of my dice removed from the game completely. And while that's great that you have that bonus of not having to pay for those characters, you eventually run out of stuff to purchase, and your opponent can get to the point where they just have more characters in the field than you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't buy any more characters to try to get enough blockers out. So that's why you kind of need to be smart with how you play him. I'm kind of thinking about playing him with the OP Thanos, <laughs> the 10-cost one that works like Ultraman or the the old Beholder, that could be fun. Because <laughs> what, what, what we really need is we need the Beholder except 9-9 nine, nine attack stats on level 3. Yeah, that's what And we then need. attack so good because they're not just letting that I'm through. waiting for the day where Jared doesn't even have any characters that are below 5 cost. <laughs> the thing is, like, this game doesn't make 8 plus cost characters that aren't Thanos, you know? I mean, there's well, a few out there, but Thanos is just so Golden, good. In Golden, this might get you a chance to get uh, Phoenix Force out there, too. You get two ten oh costs Oh, my gosh. So fast. You can get Phoenix Force out <laughs> the Egyptian so quick. gods. Oh, uh. Egyptian <laughs> gods. No, see, the problem with that is you bring a couple Egyptian gods, you you field the collector, and I'm going to be like, I choose Obelisk, and they're like, well, I'll choose Slifer. 
and your slifers removed from the game or obelisk one of the two Wait, you have to pick you can't get them all three in are the those field. max one i thought they were more than max no, one. no they're max, max one ah oh, that sucks yeah, so bad it really really does suck i, I just totally want to Yu-Gi-Oh it up man that's you also- get four <laughs> slifers in the field all on their level three with 10 attack killer that'd be awesome no you don't even need slifer you get blue eyes in the field Level three. Well, you have to get- then you KO your scarecrow. And <laughs> can we mute his attack. mic now? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's not thematic. You have to get three blue eyes out on the field if you're gonna do it that exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> um, so and then the question is, have you played this with the um I know you play with the other Adam Warlock, but have you played it with the one where it repeats the Winfielded? I think I've played with it once. Really, really fun <laughs> when you get to use trigger this thing <laughs> twice by just fielding him one time. I mean, you just the look on your opponent's face when you say, I field the collector and I'm going to pick Thanos, and you they see you have four Thanos dice there, <laughs> and you get to do it twice, they're like, oh, crap, they're getting two free Thanos dice this turn. And they inevitably have to pick Thanos so that you don't do it again to them later and get four Thanos dice in the field because you don't want to deal with that. I mean, once you get two out there, like it's just oppressive. You just attack, 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 and it's to the point where they're like, I have to block. This is one I of can't those not block. This is one of those cards too when you play and you play it. If your opponent isn't familiar with the new sets, they're like, wait, what? What am I what am I doing? Why is your dice off the off the game or what yeah. what's going on? Well, every, yeah. every every mat's like out of out outdated now because we now need a removed from game zone. Yeah, I have one on. I have like a frozen solid section portion on mine that I could put them in, but that would just be confusing because it's up next to the attack zone. You know, we need to extend the play mats. Like, I don't know how, like half a foot. What I want is a gelatinous cube, like cup or something that you can put them in, so you can or just a cube of Jello, and you could like (laughs) sink it, like push it down into the Jello. This is how you, leave this is there. how you guys know we're from Utah because Jared's talking about Jello. Oh, we'll have pineapple chunks in it too. <laughs> and carrots, green with yes, pineapple chunks and carrots and marshmallows. Gelatinous cube, legendary, with rare collector. No, no, with <laughs> uncommon collector though because he's a seven cost. He's a seven cost. He's but seven he, cost. When he you get him for free. When he filled it, he captures everything. Just <laughs> yeah, until when. Until he takes a damage. Until he takes one <laughs> point of damage. Right, but, but you're you're only using him to absorb their. Is it all their characters? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, it's so that good. I might help with your backburn mission. I might wanted. That him might work to, with your backburn mission. Is just take everything. Right. I tried it with the sidekicks. <laughs> now, if we could just use the gelatinous cube, I've wanted that thing to work since it's come out. So I'm always. But I had well, this uncommon collector is the way to do it. I no, thought we were rare. doing like a, a hidden gem yeah, with uncommon only, collector, but I think. Uh, Russ it's is kind of uncommon collector and uncommon Thanos all wrapped yeah. into I one. I think there's, here. There's, there's two downsides to this collector. So one, so because there's a rare out there that kind of. Well, yeah. Well, that's it's why it's a, a hidden gem. It's still a lot of fun. There's two things you have to make sure that you're not playing with more than one character that has one dice. No, so you, you if can. you have like a super rare. What if if you have two of those, you're going to be in a problem? If you have one, you'll be okay. You can if it's a character that you're only bringing along for a global ability. Right. Then <laughs> go ahead. Pick my Luke Cage, oh, and uh, that'll oh, be removed oh, from the mean, game. I don't care. You mean care. all the Black Lanterns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't play this with the Black Lanterns or something like that. <laughs> if, you, if you have a win condition that's a max one die card, do not play this Uncommon Collector unless that's the one you're picking 
for sure. And right? then the other, but this thing can also be used to get around those those four all using all four fielding yeah. whatever. You can buy the six cost crossover characters, which might be him. better than nowhere now with. Uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it's possible, and it's another option. If you don't want to go the nowhere route, you can go the the collector route. I will say the other issue is that he's, it's a Winfield that I'm not a huge fan of. Because there's a lot of shutdown things right now. Because I'm a Win yeah, KO'd fan, but oh really? He has good. He has a fat butt too. So so you'd to be out. totally cool if it was when KO'd. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You know that's going to come out in the future set just for you, right? So <laughs> I think it'd be a world global would be good on this so that you could really keep him filled Yeah, because he's only like a one or two attack, right? He's a one, 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 two attack. And that was what I was going to say. He can be hard to get out of the field when you want to refield him because his defense stats are something like. That's when you want to use the six, arch, seven, arch nemesis global where your attack becomes your. Yeah, where defense? your defense becomes yeah, equal to your attack. attack. I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, why isn't that global used more? That could be so good. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be bad to have Kal-El anyway, because what do you do? Buy Kal-El. Free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Is Kal-El any good though? Probably not. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't no, he's not I don't, worth actually buying. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So before we go, you have anything else to say about the uncommon collector? Yeah. I love that you so can purchase much your opponent's dice. And you so the collector the ruling field. said you can get your oh, opponent's dice right, so yeah. I can use the uncommon collector to select your dice and remove them from the game. Permanently. I think it says your the the uncommon specifically says your. It does. Purchase. I'm just being oh. facetious. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, no. All right, so that doesn't work. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for talking about this hidden gem. I always like talking about these cards, especially because you know we we run into the Constantine issue all the time where they're really good cards of Constantine, but there's one that just dominates all the other ones and the other ones kind of get missed. Nobody thinks about them. Especially when they're so, really good. Yeah. The Constantine effect, that's what it's called. Yep. All right, so we will see you guys in a second where we'll be predicting on the on what we'll see at the future WKOs. Okay, guys, we are back with Dr. J and the KO King, and we're just finding guys... All, all over the place. So, Alex, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I only leave one more time now. <laughs> until the next year, right? Yep. Well, until I move to Vermont. I know. But... And then we're just going to cry. Yep. We're going to have to figure out a way to Skype me in. Yeah. We, we should do like a montage of you through the years before you leave. Yeah. yeah. We could Absolutely. we could clip together Hopefully we could clip he... together all of his appearances on the show and have like a nice ten minute segment. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It'd be at least twelve minutes. We call it <laughs> the Alex days. We need to start working on the environment there so you're ready to slide in with some dice masters. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, I'd so, love to so if love anybody to in Vermont is you know has a game store. Stuff, yeah, like the Brattleboro area. Are Let there me know. are there stores in Vermont? No, man, they're, they're all hippies. They, they just barter everything. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you just, like, trade trade maple syrup or something? I'm <laughs> really hoping I have a maple tree in my backyard. <laughs> if it's a barter economy, Dice Masters is, like, currency then, Dude, right? Perfect. I got all of that Dice stuff to give away. trading card yeah. game. All right, so what we wanted to talk to you guys about <laughs> is not Alex's trip, but the WKO season is about to kick off as we record this. I think there's only, like, half a week or so before the first one goes launches because i know i'll be missing it yeah it starts i think that all of them are going to happen in november so what i wanted to talk to you guys about is what do we predict to see in this next wko because a lot has changed since the recent so, wkos draft so you're going to have a <laughs> lot of teams but basically it's and they'll have variants but it'll be this shriek 
Some other kind of blanking or stopping when How do you draft a shriek? Oh, are we doing draft first? So, so no. So, what, what, <laughs> what I want to mention is now that the WK formats used to only be constructed. Now you have the choice of doing drafts and or doing constructed. So, my question to you guys is: What do you think you're going to see more of, or are stores going to try to split it fifty fifty? I have. I don't fully know financial impact. But my guess is stores would probably want to go with drafts so they could move product and sell more. I I think uh, I think you're going to see more drafts this time around since the last WKO season was the first time they ever tried it. So only a few stores really got a pick to do draft or constructed. So I think you're going to see a lot of it this time. I think the next WKO season you're going to see more balance. Do I, we do we know if stores can run both a draft and a constructed? No, I think you got to do one. You got to yeah, because they only have one qualifier to hand out, so it wouldn't uh, be fair. I'm curious to see how the new uh, ruling on rotation of basic action influences. Oh yeah, we left that off on our rulings update. So, yeah, quick, come on, guys. quick, quick in betweener for for this is um, prior to this deluge of rulings, WizKids has announced that the basic actions for sealed um, tournaments, which are the drafts, now are also having the modern rotation. So it's war light or newer, and then they also had some exclusions that we'll we'll post it in our show notes. Go check it out. Um, because they mentioned some cards, but keep in, keep that in mind because now all Dude, of the, us can't use the drafts. Don't right? have to be modern, Thank though, right? Goodness. They could use Age huh? of Ultron. Mm, I think to. they said it. I, I think the ruling said it specifically applies to drafts, to sealed tournaments, right? Which but, are drafts, so no no Golden Age basic action cards, right? But I'm they can sure. use the set. I'm saying they, if you went to a store for WKO, oh, they could draft. Golden, Golden Age, Age set, but you'd still have to use modern. Use modern. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I'm saying, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure there's of, tons of uncanny X Men yeah, that someone yeah. wants to get rid yeah. of. I don't know. It seems like new players always go to uncanny X Men. <laughs> always like, <laughs> it, it's, I bought, it's really heartbreaking when somebody new comes into the game. And be like, I bought two feeds of uncanny X Men. No, you didn't. You want to know why? That. It's, it's probably because they go to the shelves and they see just stacks of gravity feeds for uncanny X Men. It's like, oh, that must be the hotness. That's why they have so many of them. I don't know. It, <laughs> it really seems like. Game Haven Sandy always moves a lot of that product until, you know, certain people let other players know it doesn't. That's not don't don't buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the so um, somebody probably can answer it if it's if they're only allowing because I I thought I read somewhere I could be wrong that it's modern sets but I could be wrong so somebody shoot us an email. It would we need, we need be, a stat boy for this one. Yeah. Yeah. It would <laughs> certainly be make sense if they were only doing. Only letting you pick from modern sets to do the draft. WK. Yeah, yeah. So it's and you can email us doubleburst at ktdata.net. Um, so my other question that I wanted to ask you guys with this is that now that they have kind of this draft set, how do you really prepare for that? Because draft is an entirely different beast than constructed. You go well, back you and you go listen to, to episode one of the Double Burst podcast <laughs> where we talk about be ready, be Freddy, be ready, Freddy. If you want to lose, you... then yes, be Freddy. <laughs> I, it, it, <laughs> Well, that's interesting in the point that if you are going to a WKO to win, that may be a time you pass a, a super rare. If you're more worried about winning than that super rare for, say, a national spot, yeah, and that's, you have that, to pay attention that's, to that's that. That's also a new change. Willing. That's a new change, too. Every store is only going to get one qualifier. It used yeah. to be like it. 
in multiples Based of eight. On, yeah, how yeah. many people showed up. So you have to sit down knowing this is all about the win, whereas a lot of times I draft, it's I'm if I get a red stripe, I'm taking that red stripe. Yeah, don't you try know? to fill out your, your collection on and this. And in one. this set or the latest set, X Men, that you could end up saying this un, this common Scarlet Witch is more important than this super rare like Cosmic what X twenty three yeah. or Blink in Betweener or any right. any of those any of those crossover what what if characters uh, yeah what if super rares might not be the best choice in a draft right if how if you pull Boom Boom or if you pull Jubilee those are all solid those are solid win conditions you should take those so 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 for, so for WKO drafting we're changing it from Freddie to Eddie <laughs> just take out the red. And just go yeah. from essentials yes. on, and then I also looked up the I also looked up the rules for this. Um, so you can do the format is Rainbow Draft or Modern Age Constructed. Um, as I, I read this, so it looks like Rainbow Draft. You could do an older set if you wanted to, um, but Yu Gi Oh, Yu Gi Oh Draft. Um, and then so people may wonder what the prizes are. So the top eight or the participation is Cyclops, Boy Scout. I believe that's the common from X Men First Class. Um, the top eight's going to get um, Rip Hunter's chalkboard. Only Zatara can reach the point foil card. Alternate art. Yep. Top four is Shocking Grasp, the basic action from D&D foil card. Is it alternate art or uh, just foil? I don't think we've seen it. Ooh, um, it's and alternate then, so, art. Top two is the Squirrel Girl Nutty Nanny for foil card. And then the top winner is going to get the lantern ring limited by only by, only by imagination foil card. Well, at least you'll get a qualifier if you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so and then so the winner gets the national championship qualification if the winner of the event already entered uh earned a spot in the qualification um the qualification passes down to the second ranked player who does not have a qualification so zach you shouldn't play at all i'm just <laughs> no he should play because i'll probably lose to him in the finals and then i get it so <laughs> what you don't want an extra foil card that you can glue so, to your tower I, if if I got that foil lantern <laughs> ring, I would tear it in half, and I would love it. Actually, I wouldn't tear it Doctor, in half because the foil Dr. would J peel off. But yeah. I'd peel off the foil. Yeah, yeah I remember last time we had trash. to do this, you, it kind of made you look a little weak. <laughs> it's really hard to tear those foil cards in half. Yep. It All really right. is. So, if, you, if you like the sanctity of this game, don't ever play with Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever watch him get prize. There's no sanctity in a lantern <laughs> ring. So, so, so for competitive nature of this, I would first find out what your, your store, store is drafting. drafting because and then what's great about this is if it's a more recent set you may want to go check back some of the double burst cheat sheets that kind of and i would a, practice out. and one way i would practice like we've talked about before completely random from the set yeah just you take all your cards you just, buy, just buy 12 or buy 12 yeah. packs and or, See what or you just do take a bunch of take yep. your whole set and shuffle, shuffle it up and, and make your deal yourself eight cards and yeah. and play with that because I mean you you learn about different interactions that you hadn't seen before that you hadn't even thought about before actually playing yep. with them. All right, so, you know if you're doing X Men first class though, you just go Jubilee or Boom Boom Boom, boom <laughs> and win that way or or, or or the Rare Banshee again. I think Rare Banshee. Oh man, it would if I had. I would bring all I, the enticing be my basic number, actions. It might be one of my first go-tos. Ab in a draft? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. yeah, if you get a rare Banshee, you pass that super. I don't care which one it is. Yep. You take that rare Banshee. So what do you do if you if you have in the same pod rare Banshee and rare Bishop? 
I'd go for the Banshee. Bishop. Because it, it'd be tough, I but know. I think I'd go for the Banshee and just hope I can outspeed my opponent. I go I for the Bishop because, because there's no real yet, removal so. in this. Here's <laughs> the problem, though. Banshee alters the game without ever purchasing it. Because if you see a Banshee cross from you, you can't purchase it. Yeah, you can it, if you have a rare Bishop. You can if you have a rare Bishop. Mm. So it may give you the one counter to that rare Banshee Ooh, in the true. game. Boom, I think I won that little exchange. <laughs> All right. So, so I didn't have let's, an let's go, on that. To, let's go on to construction. I do think that that is a good thing, though, because you know that... It's going to be really hard to beat, but you have the one counter. Too. Yeah. So, so as far as draft WKOs go, it it's likely that you're going to be playing either X Men First Class or Guardians of the Galaxy because those are the two new sets. Easiest to get product for. Exactly. So definitely go through, look at our cheat sheets for those. Look at all the cards in there and kind of formulate the kind of team you would like to have before going almost like constructing an inset team mm-hmm. and try to get as many of those pieces as you can. And if yeah, you're Doctor J, commons. you plan on getting. Two, two of super the most rares. playable super rares and one in each pod because that seems to be yeah. what happens for him. That's, what, that's what's happened. So that was my strategy with the first draft we had of this. I was like, my strategy is just draft the super rares and then win. Yeah, and he I got looked, he two did. super rares, one in each hand. Yeah, but we're he not looked just talking at me and about like that. bad super rares. No, you keep was, getting the good it was super boom, rares. Boom Boom and Cosmic X23 were the two that I got. Uh, that was pretty awesome. All right. And so, then, yeah, in Guardians, it was Norman Osborne and. Uh, King Black Bolt. Yep. All right. Such so so we, we've kind of talked about rain, rainbow drafts. Um, if you guys have any questions about that, always feel free to reach out because I've noticed we draft a lot, even though it doesn't seem like we draft a lot, but every time a new set comes out, we go count and we're all like almost to double digit drafting within like the first three weeks yeah. <laughs> of the set coming out. So in Constructed, we saw at Nationals and Worlds, it was kind of a little bit of the wild, wild west. Yeah, but now there is basically still like, like three or four major teams. Yeah. And the, now we the, get to hear Russ have his cynic rant about what the meta is going to look like there's now. There's basically six cards, <laughs> and then you have your flavor. You have Ban- or, uh, Shriek, and then either uh, Wenfield at Block or some kind of other blanker. You have Rare Collector. Um, Cosmic Cube. Cosmic Cube. Rare S- Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Rare Bishop, and then whatever other two you want for flavor. <laughs> so you can say it's an infiltrate team. If and you draw- your, your your eighth card is Ricochet. Yeah, have an infiltrate team. Yeah. yeah. So so if anybody actually uses this formula and wins their WKO, could you just send send us? Why the would set you list? not? That's and I want you to also call it like I I totally just KO king this and then just I am or, being or, cynical, or when you win a WKO that has that formula on another team, <laughs> let us know so we can tell <laughs> Russ he's wrong. I am cynical, but. Almost every one of those cards is an insta slot right now in the game. It feels I, I I'm with you. It feels like an insta slot, or they should be insta slots. However, I'm not doing that with my WKO team. I am specifically I'm going through every single one of those cards and I'm saying, I I'm not gonna put this on my team. I'm not gonna put rare bishop on my team. I'm not going to put a sec a second blanker on my team. You know, I'm going to Jared have a to couple lose. of control pieces, and then I'm going to have my my combo, my win condition combo on my team. Yep. So, what are your? Because if you build, pieces. if you build to counter everything, you'll have a team with no win condition. You have to have a counter to rare collector right now, 
Absolutely. Meaning you have to pay attention to what is on your team and you have to have counters to your own team within your team. Right. So which is kind of so, crazy. So my team, my con- I have control pieces. I'm going to put the rare blob on there. I'm going to put common Scarlet Witch on there. But oh, I'm also sure. but I'm also going to put the uncommon Magneto on, which gives all my Brotherhood characters infiltrate so that my control characters then become damage dealing win condition t- type of thing. Plus you got Magneto who's a big beat stick. And then I have another combo on my team. So I got control pieces. Obviously Shriek is on there. I, but but oh, the control it, pieces. Is, is, is Shriek like the insta slot out of like all the ones that you she, mentioned? She is that like the one that you on have that. to put and on And I hate that because right now <laughs> in competitive, as much as I like Shriek, it, it is a... I think you could get away. I think you could get away. She will be the like number one most common used card. She's the new PXG essentially that's on teams. I think you could get away with not putting Shriek on your team and putting a force attack on your team instead. Because if they like Bane, if they choose to blank Bane, fine. I have my whole win condition and everything because that card was just there as a force attack. And what happens if it basically nullifies their Shriek? What happens if all my cards get taken by? Adam Warlock. Well, then you're screwed. But how many teams are you going to see like that in the WKO? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you see some. Yep. Well, so, I'm bringing one, yeah. but I don't know how many other people are playing. <laughs> so so here, here's my other question that I want to ask you guys. Are we going to see any of the old teams make a resurgence? Like, are we going to see a dark side team? Are we going to see a Guy Gardner team? I mean, I'm definitely going to look hard at a Guy Gardner team before I decide on everything the, else. You can get... The same. Sorry, I cut you off. No, Alex. no, 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 you're fine. You can get the almost the same ramp with mimic as you did with dark side. So I don't see why you would go with a seven cost instead of a a seven cost. cost and I still call six it a cost, hail mary because you got because yeah. you still got to roll it. And man, but if you go guy gardener and mimic, you're gonna attack a ton and churn a ton. Mm, yeah, for a guy gardener team, you know, it'd work really well on that. Is the hellfire club the four cost one? Because you can attack with him, he gets that stats jacked up, and then after they declare blockers, you play that, KO everything but Guy Gardner, including your own Guy Gardners. Yeah. But then on your next turn, you refield him, and you do it again, because he's hat. I think I would go Guy Gardner and Mimic. Guy Gardner and Mimic, Hellfire Club. Morph. Guy Gardner and Morph could be gross. Yeah, they're... There's a lot. Guy Gardner. I think Guy Gardner. There's so many can, things you can do with Guy I think Gardner. you can make a competitive team with Guy Gardner. I think you'll see some lantern rings show up. I don't know if they'll be the most How competitive. How viable will they be? Because, I mean, I don't think Jared, Jared loved the mask ring teams that he saw. There's there's, I, a, there's so many counters to the lantern ring now. You've got, you've got Scarlet Witch on her own. You've got Scarlet Witch by herself. You've got, uh, obviously, Wonder Woman. And then you've got the rare blob. If they field him and first, the rare bishop. they yeah. can make it so you can't even buy it. No, for sure. And, and, and bishop, or yeah. field it. I don't I you don't can't or field it. Field I don't think a lantern ring will win any WKOs, or if it does, you know, the quality of the other teams might not be so high, but I think you you can I would say people with, will bring it. With Scarlet Witch, before she was out. And actually, before we played a bunch with her, we were excited about her. But you, two weeks ago, you could win fast with actions, cube, and whatnot. Right now, I don't think it's. Granted, it's it could be there, but if you don't have something other than just like cube and quick damage, because you get Scarlet Witch out, they have to shriek. 
Then you get Bishop out, and then you've stopped their cube. Yep. And then if they take their shriek and go Bishop, then you go back to Scarlet Witch. That's why you need yep. that second blanker, and you get into it's this whole match. definitely going to be a control game. with a, it's, it's turned into heavy-thinking chess-type matches instead of, you know, this is my first purchase, this is my yeah. second purchase. you got to be able third. to adjust and Absolutely. It's think, all about I the I think pilot. you're still going to see some good aggro teams, though, that'll come out with yeah, the but, but four or I five think, turn I think aggro is super, super doable in this meta yeah, because you gotta it's be, so you, heavy on control. There are a couple cards in this game that are field wipes, complete field wipes. Yep. It can take out into all those control pieces. And if you do that, boom, you're, you're aggro. I'll, I'll make the open. argument that I have always made. Aggro is very good, but for top, top tier, it never seems to work. Now, I don't know why that is. And it does win some WKO. So don't say that it, but for some reason, I think the aggro, depends more on roles which sounds it, weird it does yeah. it does it's, it's, it's definitely consistent a, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. like guy gardener you can win on turn three with just guy gardener big entrance and resurrection it's possible but, but we yeah have, you have to have, have like he hasn't won a national roles. world yeah. he's been in the most amount of national worlds mm-hmm. the, so the other piece that is very very vital now in the game is understand your dice count don't just go i need 20 dice It'll be really interesting to see how the rare collector affects the meta dynamic because I think you're going to see him on several teams, on a, a lot of teams. It's going to be interesting to see how he works against all these other meta control teams, and if he'll be. What do you? Viable. What do you well, think? Will of, he be? Will he be? Do you think he'll be a big deterrent for the early WKOs, or do you think it'll be you know one or two WKO reports back? where people are like, holy crap, this collector wrecked me because I had this many dice, and that's when it changes? Or do you think people will start off like trying to... I think people I, When are I play against adjusting. a collector, I'm going to start off and say, I've got to shut down that collector before he even gets going. Yeah. And once I... That, that'll be my goal. And once I do, then I'll start working on something else. So maybe I get Blob and I See, say that, you can't field him, or I get Shriek and I blank him, or I try to use Adam Warlock and capture him forever. Or the and this is where or, it's really interesting yeah. because the more of some of these cards that come out, when you sit across, it dictates the game, even if things aren't purchased. Like if you see a rare Banshee... You can't buy basic actions because if that thing is unblanked, I'm going to be... Yeah, Yeah, you're starting a timer. So here's one more team archetype that I want to see what your guys' thoughts are because we're running out of time. Okay. Um, Is Infiltrate and Super Rare Angela. Are are we going to see teams with that kind of shenanigans on there? Because just even without like swapping your characters out and just removing that Angela with that in a cosmic cube, I played it last week. It is just dirty. How quick and effective that can be. Keywords are going to be big. If I, if I don't run a guy Gardner team at the WKO, I will probably go with the, an infiltrate team. Maybe go back to the super rare captain America infiltrate team. I was working on, but yeah, bring that super rare Angela and she's, she can be really dirty and really fast. You know what? I wouldn't also be surprised if you might see, you might see, some bat family teams. You might even see some super friends teams out there. There it's wide open right now. I mean, you could make any of these teams work and, and win WKO yeah, yeah, with we them. Can't forget about Jimmy Olsen and how fast you can get a so Superman fast. out. How fast you can get three Superman out. 
And at that and point, you don't go need, ahead. I don't care what your control attacks. pieces are. He's like a seven. He's like an eight attack. You have to block him. It I think crazy. that keywords are going to play a bigger influence in the WKOs because we have so many different keywords mm-hmm. now. Something like call out, infiltrate, Russ, team up. How many whatever. teams do you think your scarecrow is going to be on? I don't know. How many I don't teams know. The are collector br- scarecrow truce is a lot of fun. How, how many how <laughs> many teams are you going to actually bring to the WKO? I don't know. I actually haven't decided if I want to do constructed WKO because I'm not enjoying the game a lot. I find myself going down that route of just blanking, and it really just here in not, Utah you know, we just, have to pick too because yeah. we have one week where there's a draft WKO, and then and the next g- week there is a draft, draft WKO and a constructed <laughs> WKO at two separate stores on the same day. And now we have to pick which one uh, we're going the to. Struggle. The struggle for somebody who has three different WKOs. I absolutely right. hate yeah. it, man. Because I'm like, do I want to draft? If we're drafting X-Men, though, I'm absolutely doing the, the constructed because I sucked at drafting yeah. X-Men. All right, guys. So I'm any- just going to play whatever one I don't have to roll Dyson. Like, that's that's. Oh, where you're, so I, you're going to go I'm, on the K, I'm on the KT data plan. That's I, hero like, I cannot. Yes. That's what I, <laughs> No, you still no, have you to roll, roll Dyson. Dyson that. Oh. And the last time I played hero clicks, I got screwed by rolling dice. So... I need to go to a magic tournament or something. I need I need something <laughs> to get rid of this dice roll. Except don't mojo. you roll, don't you roll dice in magic too? Sometimes the randomized stuff. I don't know. I don't play I don't magic. Know. I haven't, I've never I haven't played enough to die in magic. <laughs> yeah. I've played in one tournament and people were mad because they were like, "This is your third game and you just went three and zero." Oh. Like, yeah. What is, is, that, is that? Is that, is that good? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we we want to hear from you guys at home. What do you guys predict that you'll see at WKOs or after? If you've heard this after the fact, what did you see at the WKOs? Shoot us an email. Double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst and always if, you, if you're doing the draft again go to doubleburst.com you'll find some cool resources that you can check out and that may help up your game um, alright guys thank you so much and I will talk to you all later and that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about the Uncommon Collector, and what are your WKO predictions? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst, and check out doubleburst.coms for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes, and cool player resources. Make sure you check out the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner, and big thanks to all of you guys guys who listen to the show everybody on the team appreciates it and until next time my friends may your dice rolls be ever in your favor 